All right, so this is a combined show this week. It is me, Mika, as you know, and then also we have Luke here. And how's, it, how's it going? <laughs> Good um, morning. Remember Luke, because me and Luke did my first visual show together. Mm-hmm. So that was back in October of last year. Was it October? Wow. Want, Time flies. It may have been October or it may have been you know, beginning of November. I'm not sure, mm. but it was around that time when we did the Sometime first. last year. Yeah. So Luke has his show. I have my show. And I saw Luke um, do an episode last week. It was about um, Dear White People. That was the title of it. Mm-hmm. It caught my attention. And I kind of want to end on this conversation. I want to end on it because I feel like if we're yeah, going to sure. have a dear white people conversation, then make sure a black person is in it. And I want to just be honest, like keep everything as it is right now and just keep it a white and black conversation because that's exactly what it is. So, right. Um, well, I guess we can start here. Uh, for me, <coughs> right now we're talking about uh, George Floyd and Breonna Taylor. A lot of people have not, has forgotten about her. Um, but when this started happening, like, is you in Atlanta? So you see what's happening in Atlanta. When it started happening, what was like the first few thoughts that you thought about? Honestly, I, I understand. It's it's justifiable, you know. Mm-hmm. I just feel like if they have a plan things can really come out of this like truthfully we should be making demands of what we want to see in our communities you know when it comes to policing with the municipalities of the city of atlanta the county uh, you know things of that nature these are things that we should be holding accountable because it's good that they're rioting and they're taking a stand i think this is a revolution that we honestly needed in america Mm. but there's got to be a means to the end, you know, like if we're just going to constantly tear it up, you know, well, what's, what's the line here? Where do we draw that line and when does it end? Do we just keep going nonstop for forever? Because if we go that route, they're not going to do anything. They're not going to hear it out. Like I really want to stand by my brothers and sisters on this and say, Hey, yes, let's better the community and do things that, protect their lives and benefit their lives along with everybody else you know but this is most importantly about the black community um so i okay i agree with you at one point but also at the same time here's what i have to say about it it's like they're messing stuff up like i don't think that it's a question of like you know when is it taking too far or like you know when is it going to stop it's like it has to be a change you know what i'm saying like it's we are people are trying to make a change but people aren't being heard and we're not being heard from you know her i guess it's a disconnect when it comes to the black and white community and i'm not saying overall like everyone but there is a disconnect and i think the disconnect is for one it's perspective like their perspective on things 
Some people keep on living in worlds saying like, oh, racism doesn't exist. Uh, we're past that and everything like that. And you're living in a world that's saying that, you know, this doesn't, this doesn't happen. It's just that you're not looking at it. So that's a part of the reason. Like, I don't, honestly, them burning stuff down, it could be a lot worse. I feel like it could be a lot worse. Hmm. I guess, I mean, they, it's the wrong way. They could be talking. murdering people. They could. But at the same time, I think it's like, we fed up. Yeah. That's what it is. We fed up. And it's like, what conversation needs to be had? What actions need to be taken? Because we have, it is people, pillars in our community that has been trying to help. But at the same yeah. time, we need help from the other side as well. We need people to understand that racism exists. It yeah. never went anywhere. It's just being, you can see it a lot better now because everyone is recording things. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that's why I really addressed that on my video, Dear White People. I felt like a lot of white people go about their day-to-day -day with this problematic thought of, mm -hmm. oh, it doesn't affect me, so who, who cares? Right. But that's what I'm trying to bring light to. I'm honestly trying to get them to understand another perspective in another person's shoes right. without attacking them. Mm -hmm. And I have to sometimes speak in their language. So I'll say things like, hey, you wanted to drain the, po the political swamp of sorts, why not drain police brutality swamp? You know, start holding these people accountable. They're, they're killing people in cold blood. Like, this is not okay. This has been going on for far too long. So that's why I made that video, because you're right. Other people besides black folks got to say this stuff. Because if it's just black people saying it to white people, they're not going to listen. Not every white person will. Right. But if a white person says it, they might actually hear it out at least a little bit. That's my goal, is to just get them to hear at least 50% of what I'm saying to them. So that way, real change comes about. Because if everyone's not on board, it's, I just don't know if it's going to happen. Right. And it sucks that you have to, you know, it's like, it shouldn't be no, like, I got to go back to my people and I got to go back to my people to get them to understand. Like, it should equally be something that we could all have a conversation because we are mo mostly adults here. We may not think like it all always, but <laughs> like it should be as easy as having a conversation. You know, it's as easy as having compassion and looking at somebody say for, you know, five or seven minutes that I can't breathe. Looking at that person, mm -hmm. like, this could be your father, this could be your brother, this could be your, right. you know, but a lot of people don't think like that because they haven't been put in the shoes that we have been put in. And that's what I've noticed. Like, there really is, I believe there's power in unity. And even within the black community, there's divisiveness with this issue. People, some black folks say, oh, no, they shouldn't be burning shit down. And then there's others that are like, yeah, F the police, burn it down. So that's the problem. Like, people have to come together and unite on this. And until then, they're always going to be divided and it's going to be a problem. So that's why I'm trying to bring it together personally. Right. So I guess my first thing that I probably would want to put towards your conversation um, from last mm -hmm. week is for one, dear white people, like when we say, <laughs> when we say, <laughs> like the movie, dear white people. Yeah, I have to keep it. It just it only goes right if I do it that way. So. Dear white people, when we say Black Lives Matter, we're, we're like literally not saying that your life don't matter. But mm -hmm. it's the fact that we are targets 
Yeah. And y'all don't really get it because y'all y'all not trying to see it. Y'all just trying to sweep it up under the rug. And now it's it can't be hidden anymore. That's the big thing. Like it can't be hidden. Something has to be done. It can't be a slap on the wrist and then yeah. we do something. Like it's it's a lot of inequality that has to change. And and we, the narrative, like we have white folks in the state capitol in Lansing with assault rifles, all types of military weapons, essentially, all up in the Capitol building, literally at the governor's doorstep. Oh, they're just protesters. But fast forward to today, downtown Detroit, they're thugs. That totally gets lost in translation. They're both protesters at the end of the day for one reason or another. They're fighting for a cause. Just because you're slightly inconvenienced as a Caucasian person, you know, doesn't mean you can't understand other people's issues. Like, that that's really what I talk about in this video. It's like, that's what's problematic. You think everything is just simply an inconvenience. But if you're getting shot and killed by police, it's more than just an inconvenience. Right. That's, no, that's, like, 100% true. And I think a big part of this is how the media portrays it you know what i'm saying like how you constantly see things and it's like i i guess i always like to use personal examples of things that i experienced Mm -hmm. so say i was in the sixth grade and literally you know and like based from detroit to out there it was either you wear uniforms at your school in the city because we had like a lot of uniforms or Mm -hmm. out there you could wear whatever you want right so i wore outfit nothing was wrong with it um in my class we was told that we had to sit down so i was tired this day i put my head down right and my back showed a little bit because my shirt had lifted up right would you believe my look my teacher like even though a lot of the girls is wearing like belly shirts and stuff Uh teacher like kind of hit me on a on my back and made me go to the office and made me put on a shirt from the lost and found <laughs> those bummy ass lost and found shirts oh my god like and i didn't think about how sweaty and nasty it could have been but that was my first time <laughs> like that's, yo, that's where the rona came from that one shirt they share with everybody oh my god and but it was so crazy because i seen little girls come and have like you know basically their stomachs out and different things like that and my shirt wasn't like that and i got in trouble i had to go to the principal's office i had to put mm-hmm. on like it was so much stuff that went on like low-key stuff you're you're peeping it as a child growing up you see that stuff i saw it like i saw it a lot like it was times where i was in school and someone be upset someone that's not non-black because i don't want to keep on saying white because somebody might get offended but (laughs) non-white a non-black person used to try to provoke me and fights. I've been called a nigger, a nigga, by, and it's not by like black people, like other people, and it's not anything that I provoke, you know? So basically what I'm saying is this racism never went anywhere. It never went anywhere and try to, to try to avoid it and keep on sweeping it on the rug and saying that I don't see color and that it doesn't exist does not mean that it's not there because it's clearly right in front of me. Like I have a lot of stories that I can just share not to say that you know all white people are the same because you know some people are just very loving but at the same time i want dear white people to understand that we ain't all the same either 
don't treat mm. it that way. Like my neighbor, here's one, here's one crazy one. My neighbor, as soon as I moved over here, you know, this is a predominantly white neighborhood. And I like it because it's close, you know, to the mall, to everything, right? Close to Starbucks. It's right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> but look, as soon as I moved over here, you know what she did? She got a video recorder um, doorbell put on the next day. Oh, man. And then it gets worse. Like, every time I sit on my balcony, like, I sit in my living room, my balcony mm. right on the side of my living room, so I always have the blinds open, because I like natural light. Like, if I ain't got right. to turn the lights on, let's not use that power, because who's going to pay that bill? Anywho. <laughs> Back to my story. Really? She, every time she sees me sit in my living room, even though, even when I'm not even paying attention about what's going on, you know, she just blatantly closed the blinds. And sometimes she do it so obvious to make it see, like, make it known, like, I don't want to see you. She's got binoculars watching. Man, no, like, she can't have binoculars. She closed, she literally be closing the blinds every time she see me in my living room. When I'm not in my living room, and she hated now that I'm working from home, because I like to work, like, in a dining room and stuff like this, she will blatantly like just close stuff. And I would see it too. And I'd be like, uh, yo, it's petty. Like That's I'm, wild. Yeah, stop like that's my whole thing. That's like my whole spiel, my argument. I'm all for harmony. I don't like animosity. I don't like weirdness. I don't want to go through yeah. feel weird and uncomfortable, you know, and I don't want to step, you know, I don't want to be like stepping on eggshells. I want to be real. I want to get it out and open. You're white. I'm black, but we don't have any problems. There's no problems here. You know what I'm saying? Right. I, want, I want people to understand that, like, you have to really look back at our history and how we were oppressed. You keep on saying, don't take it back to that. We'll make things equal so we don't have to keep on taking things back to that. You know? it, it's really just about respect. I mean, we just respect each other in whatever neighborhood you're in. It's that simple. But people want to assume off the rip that you're just not going to like them because they're white or, you know, other way around. It's, it's about respect, but it's also about, like, acknowledgement as well. Like, acknowledge the things that we went through acknowledge our culture and if yes. you're gonna use something from our culture don't just use something when things is going good if you're gonna ride with us and you know use things from our culture then ride with us when we going through things like this you know right I mean? yeah you know march with us take a stand even though you know your friend won't like it because your friend don't really like black people stand with us this is what we need right. like we don't need you to be cool with us when everything is going good and then try to break the hair and stuff like that yeah like just because you know two chain lyrics, you know, doesn't mean you're down. Like, exactly. Th there's more to it, and that's the problem. Like, black people are like the epicenter of a lot of different things in culture, with music and entertainment in general. But it's just like, it's only when it's convenient, and that's how I kind of feel about them tearing it up at the CNN headquarters in Atlanta. Like, I even said on Twitter, I'm like. Okay, so if CNN is an ally, why are they constantly dividing us? You know, like in a way, what they're putting out there on news is dividing people. Yeah. But they do like to play the good guy role, and I'll give them that. And they pay but at the same time, it just seems like a an ally, but only when it's convenient. You know, right? Yeah, no, they play so, advocate. They titter tottering at different things and putting different pieces of information. Yeah. That's why Especially with the elections. Good yeah. Lord. 
man, what? This is going to be used as a pawn in the political battle. Like, this is going to be tossed to get the black vote. And mm -hmm. to bring it back, right? To, to bring the whole conversation to a head, because I don't want it to overall just be about, like, you know, dear white people, dear black people type thing. But mm -hmm. I want people to understand that people like me, we need, you know, people to stand with us. When you see one of us getting pulled over or something like that, like, yo, make sure we are okay. Pull yeah. over behind them. Yeah. Like, yeah. Start recording. Start, yeah, do something. Like, we got to do something because it's like when I see a police officer, I instantly, and I don't even really be doing nothing. I mean, here and there, I might go 10 miles over the speed limit, but who don't? You know, but it's like whenever I see a police officer, honestly, I I bullshit you not. I get so scared. I get scared. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get so scared. When I when I um I was with my ex like a few years ago when we got pu pulled over by a police officer. We was in Hazel Park. You know, I cried, I cried before the police officer got there because we did. I don't even know if he was speeding. You know, he could have been speeding. That's neither here or there. But I cried because I was like, please put your hands on the steering wheel because I don't want you to get shot. I don't want right. to I don't want that to happen. So it's like you gotta understand, like we walking around like, you know, what anxiety every time we see a police officer. Who wants to stand there and get shot when you're not even uh -huh. doing anything? Who wants to have yeah. something uh, some something holding them down where they can't breathe until they when die? someone's when someone's on the ground and they can't breathe, you're supposed to run to help. That, that's what that job is about you're helping the community but that right there that was not helping the community whatsoever it's one less black mouth i mean you know it's one less black man you know it's one less black human being that they got to deal with that they can just be like all right and it's sad to see it that way because all cops are not like that all police officers i got uncles you know i got friends as police officers they're not all like that but now these days we can't depict who's on yeah. the and who ain't on our side right yeah i think it's just too late for that now truthfully now, i mean but I'm, I'm curious where it's gonna go like how do we regulate police from this day forward like are we gonna be monitoring them with body cams and dash cams and all that stuff like how does it go from here body cams is one that is really necessary and i believe that police officers themselves should get fined or they should get in trouble or be, you know, put on desk duty if yours is not on. If your cam isn't on, as soon as it starts messing up, you need to go ahead and let your supervisor or whoever in line know that your cam isn't working. But it should be on at all stops. Anytime you are interacting with anyone, it should be turned on for one. For right. two, we need to start hiring police officers that are inside of the community that they're working in. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're yeah. gonna have police officers, and I'm just using Detroit because Detroit is right here, that's home. But if you're gonna have police officers in Detroit, get some that's from Detroit, you know, that isn't so afraid, you know? Yeah, what so saying? that way they don't feel invincible because they live there. Exactly, they know homeboy from up the street and they know how to talk to them and they know how people talk. Instead of getting somebody that's from um, Hell, Michigan, or whatever it's called, that don't really <laughs> speak black people at all. <laughs> or or Pinckney. <laughs> anywhere, yeah. Like, don't pick somebody that never interact with black people to now interact with black people and don't know how black people talk and how black people are. You know, pick people honestly that's for your community. Stop just looking at their resume and be like, all right, cool. 
We just take the also when they get fired from uh one precinct or whatever, don't let them transfer to another precinct in a totally different county and then say, Okay, we're 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 shorthanded, we're desperate, so just forget the whole hiring process. Just throw them on the force right over there. Right. I mean, it's that, that's what they do. They yeah. get fired at one department, they go to another. So to me, that's problematic in itself. It is, but at the same time, here's the thing. If there's a shortage and there's not enough people that's applying to be police officers, at that point, it becomes another conversation. Like, we can't keep on, you know, I don't want to bash the police officers constantly because there's some good ones in there. But at the same time, we need to get rid of the bad ones. You know what I'm saying? And we need to make sure that we're telling our kids that's growing up now, like, yo, we need new, po we need police officers right now. We need to make a way for them to be able to get those jobs. We need to make a way for our kids in the communities to become senators, want to become lawyers, want to become yeah. doctors, because we know that's something that we need. But the focus isn't being put on our schools to be actually like to provide those type of things. So it's like, it's the whole catch 22. Like this is a whole thing. And it's, puts me back at my conspiracy theory. It always puts me back at my conspiracy theory. I love it. Because <laughs> I, you I think too much. I, honestly, I think um, that's why it's really important with black ownership, specifically in like charter schools and things of that nature, mm -hmm. because they could control that narrative. And instead of just having whitewashed education where they learn this about history, but they don't learn that, like it could start there and then they could start, you know, building their own communities of people who function in their own society. Like, I don't think there's a problem with that. But if there is just one area where they have a black community that's really successful, like I live in the suburbs of Atlanta right now where you see a lot of black entrepreneurs, like mm -hmm. a lot of rich black folks out here having four to five bedroom houses out here. Like they're rich, rich out here. Mm. And it's just great to see excellence like that. So I think maybe that's a step in the right direction, changing the the education system. Like Dr. Uh, Umar Johnson talks about this, and I agree. I think they should do that instead of just having public school system, and then they have white teachers all the way until ninth grade, and then they finally have a black professor or whatever in college, right? Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't be that late. It should be well before that. I think that, um, I mean, it's a great idea, but here's the thing with all that. It comes with, we need funding. When you're not a public school anymore, you don't get public school funding. You know what I'm saying? So but it can be like, funded by the people. I'm just saying, we pay taxes for that public school. They can do the that's, same. That's true. But at the same time, we have to build on. Have Sorry, to, this keeps yeah, fucking up. No, it's cool. We got to get people that can come together like i think it's more we have to learn together you know we have to see what's our options and i think right now is where we're studying and i'm studying what is my options how can i help how can we start this where do the where is the transition that needs to happen because the transition is going to definitely have to happen for something to actually start working for us so i think that's the underlying question right now for me is okay I see what I, I see from my perspective, what I think the issue is, you know, mm -hmm. I think that it's not only the police officers, but I think that it's an issue. It comes back to the schooling. Not only does it come back to the schooling, it comes back to having this conversation about race.
So it's like, what can I really do? And I think that having a show for one, having this conversation, you know, with you, making sure that the people hear it is one great way. But if we're talking about schooling, then how do we start the funding? You know what I'm saying? And then how do we like really create it all? That's the big, that's the hardest part is how. Well, I mean, they have ordinances that they vote on every November. They do it in white communities all the time. There's a new mill. Oh, fund this random BS that we care about, whatever it is. It could be a cider mill. Literally, they come up with the dumbest stuff and they have a mill for it. People vote on it and then they raise their taxes for it. So it's not impossible. It's totally something you can do. You got to get involved in the municipal politics. I tell people this all the time. Know who your mayor is. Know who your city councilman is, you know? Honestly, I've never been one to like politics, anything like that. I'm just for the people. I just say how it is. But I've been telling myself lately, like, yo, somebody got to do something. Like, yo, okay, just sign me up. Let me go ahead and run and be on the city council. Let's figure <laughs> out because. So, where, where would you run? Uh, St. Clair Shores? Nah. I don't want to deal with you folks. Um, I would probably. Since I'm what I want to help Detroit, I probably move back to Detroit. Honestly. Yeah. Honestly, I want to help the community right now that needs help. St. Clair Shores don't need no help. They schools is up and running and functioning. I want. Fair enough. Yeah, I want to touch the community right now that actually needs the help, and that's one thing that we got to focus on. Like, let's focus on the people right now that actually needs the help. Detroit need help. You know. Atlanta, right. you need help, like, but our community, black community, we need help. Simple as that. Yeah. So. Well, you're using your voice and you're spreading the good message here. So this is a start, you know. Fighting a good fight of faith. Hallelujah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she, so, she's got dry jokes. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> I got some good jokes. <laughs> some of them are really, really dark. And it's crazy because I be, I keep on asking myself, like, why do I find dark jokes? Like, the things that shouldn't be funny are so funny to me right now. And it's like, I be so hesitant because people, they real iffy and people like to, you know, make things, you know, something when it's not really nothing type things. Mm. But um, one thing I thought about, and I'm just not going to, I'm not, I'm not going to tell any jokes after this one. But you ever All seen, right, no more stand-up after this. After this one. Well, only for today, because I know my jokes always come in. So, you ever seen Django? And this might be wrong timing right now. This is this Oh, God, here time. we go. But, you ever seen Django? Yes. yes. Okay, all right. So, the scenes when, when they was on the horses, and mm-hmm. the pillowcases was cut wrong, and like they were cut in the different angles where you couldn't see. Every time I have my mask on, and I like today, I went to the grocery store before we did the show today, right? This lady mm-hmm. was talking to me, and it was like, mm, 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 mm. she was mumbled. Like I couldn't hear her. So mm-hmm. she had to pull her thing down at the scene for the third time and tell me what she said. She was like, I'm sorry. She said, I can't even talk in this shit, right? So it made me think about Django. And when the guy was like, I can't see in this shit, I can't breathe in this shit. It like, I'm sorry. So <laughs> it could be, it's, it's too soon. But that's too soon, bro. Like, it's a really funny scene. But no, um, yeah, it could be too soon for that. 
but at the same time, maybe think about it because it's funny. Because like in the, the mask. Now, if you're gonna make KKK jokes, you should at least make a Doja Cat joke. I mean, it's only fair. Oh, it's so much with that. It's so much with that, man. Self love got to be a thing. That's why I've been learning it. Self love is a thing. But mm. yeah, but yeah, that was my that was my joke. You know, hopefully people aren't offended by it. Yeah. I told y'all that I like dark jokes sometimes. and it She'll, be, she'll be canceled tomorrow morning. Just give it time, Twitter. Man, they ain't gonna cancel me. Never, ever. <laughs> ever in a million years. I'm like, you know, that's just Mika. Like, you know, she don't mean no harm. Everyone knows when I say something, I never mean harm. They'll be like, she's so adorable. I don't want to. Do we it, have to I cancel like, her? I just want to touch her cheeks. You know, dumb type of thing. So, you know, it is what it is. You know, I think you'll win them over with your TikTok videos because those are adorable to watch. Thank you. Thank you. I've been like, you know, I've been trying to get my acting skills up because I feel like I want to go into acting now. And it's crazy how all this stuff is happening. And I've been looking at like different Oscar winners and Grammy winners and stuff like that. And I've been like, hmm, if hmm. I could learn how to act, like. It, it's know. just amazing. Like ever since we met, I feel like you just been blowing up. Like you just started glowing like crazy you know it's and i'm the, just happy to see it it's the prayers and meditation you better try it you better try them prayers and meditations they work i'm telling you they work wonders once you stop worrying and you let go oh my Whew. god won't he do it okay <laughs> that was enough of me the pa- that's the that's her pastor side and her coming okay. out right there you better say it and let a family of pastors right there yep all of them preach to you and they might cut you out but they'll definitely preach to you but uh <laughs> so are we gonna ever see mika rioting i mean i i wouldn't riot i would just def- i would definitely would like to put together a protest and um i would want to do it in a city where we see the most you know issues when it comes to black people and the police so i would probably want to you know, do it somewhere like, I mean, Hazel Park is definitely one. Um, East Point, that has been a horrible one. I got pulled over in East Point, and I honestly got, like, on my heart, I wasn't speeding, I wasn't doing anything at all. I was literally at a red light, and anybody that know East Point on Nine Mile and Gratiot, the police station is right there. He was turning out of the lot and just got behind mm-hmm. at a red light. As soon as it hit green, his lights went off. I'm like, at the beginning of your shift, or a litter, like, like, did you just want to bother me? But no, I would definitely, I will ride, I ride with mines. So I would do a protest. I would stand out there for a good cause. Yeah, definitely. A riot, you won't see me breaking and breaking stuff and different things like that because that's just not the type of person that I am. Like So you, know, you wouldn't like bust into Starbucks and try to get some new shit? Yeah, I, you know what? I can't say that I will on camera because then it gets <laughs> like she said it on camera. But, One um, vigilante ran out with 20 bags of, yeah, of Starbucks yeah. coffee. <laughs> Running out like, all right, get my stuff. Listen. I could see you with a pillowcase. <laughs> Running I, out. I'm telling you, I, it'd be trick or treat. Like, get my treats. I'm out. But, yeah. So, <laughs> that's, that that's, just cracks me up, man. Um, your your love for Starbucks is really hilarious. Um, yeah. I'm not going to get off topic on it. I'll have to ask you after this, but go ahead. Yeah, no, that's that was it. I enjoyed the conversation. 
um, to, to end it off, I would like to end it off with, you know, telling everyone like, yo, have a conversation. It might be a little awkward, you know, talk to someone about it, but have a conversation that needs to be had, you know, open it up. I want, I like harmony, you know, I like things. Me too. Oh, I like, you know, I like organization, but I don't, you know, I don't really care, but I like togetherness, you know, I don't really like. There's power in numbers, ladies and gentlemen. We got to stand together because at the end of the day, it's us versus that up 1% up top. Yeah. And if we don't stand together and we keep dividing each other with all this bull, they're going to win. Yep. And to my dear black people, let me tell you something. Even if the system is against us, um, even if the rules and the cards that we was dealt wasn't the same as other people and we know it and we see it don't stop don't stop you know pushing towards the future don't stop trying to go to your goals and don't stop trying to come up and devise a plan that will help this situation don't let nothing deter you from that don't let people deter you other people don't stop if you in school right now get your degree because we gonna need you Tell your kids mm -hmm. that we need more police officers. We need more lawyers. We need nurses in the families. We need doctors. Okay, we need we need people like that right now. Like we need people, you know, that knows about plans, that know how to build stuff, that can calculate things in their head. We need that. So don't stop. Yep. And dear white people, please stand by your brothers and sisters of all ethnic backgrounds that are outside of your own. Try to understand them, because they need you right now. You have friends, you listen to rap music, you hell, you even listen to rock music. A lot of black contribu uh, contributions to that, that genre alone. Stand by these people. You love their culture, you love their music. Hell, you might even talk like them. So stand by them. That's all I can say. I love. Hey, so I hope that you enjoyed the show. Hopefully, I didn't offend anyone, but I told y'all, you know, I'm coming in. I'm coming in hot when it comes to, like, different certain topics. I'd rather just be real and give my real opinion because I know that everything that I do, I never do it to harm anyone. Um, I'm not a malicious person. Everyone knows that. So, hopefully, you can take in the things that I said and kind of really have the conversation with someone else. Maybe share the video with someone else. And let them know or share the podcast if you're listening to because, you know, you can either see me or you can hear me. But, you know, share it around and have this different conversation with your friends, with your boys, with your girls and see what y'all come up with. I mean, if we keep having this conversation, we are going to get a solution. But also for the other people that's listening that don't agree. Listen, when I say that we need help with the black community, we are under attack. And it's not just with police brutality the coronavirus just hit and most of the people that got coronavirus were african-american or you know was of that descent you know they were mostly black people based off the numbers i mean i'm gonna just be raw you know so i want you to know that we we getting hit from each angle and now all of a sudden this week i mean this isn't all of a sudden but now it's being seen more it's being recorded more where people will call the police and say that they're being attacked by a black person and nothing is really happening. And this week, two times, we have seen it to be recorded where a person doesn't like what they're being told. One guy just asked a lady, a lady to put her dog on a lease. Ma'am, can you just put your dog on a lease? It's a sign right there that says it. 
And she called the police saying that she was being attacked and he was harassing her and all kinds of stuff. And she almost killed her own dog while doing it. So when I say that we are under attack and we need help, if you got a heart and you see something that's not right, don't just stand there and look. Don't just stand there and look. I know that I say recording is okay, but call the police first. Make sure everything, make sure that you let them know that you're there and you're seeing and you don't agree with it. Don't be silent. Silence speaks, believe it or not. So don't be silent. Don't just stand there in the trenches, you know. Say something about it. Do something. Help, you know. I don't, we don't know what's next, but so far 2020 has been like hitting the black community. And you may not understand. You may not get it. But just think about this. What if your uncle or your brother or your father went to the store just to go pick up something or or was going to come to go pick you up from school or something and they didn't make it? And um, they didn't do anything wrong either. Maybe they were afraid and their adrenaline started running. Because when you're drilling and running, you're scared. Your body acts on itself. You go to a moment of survival. But imagine that. Now, imagine this happening a lot where you see a man dying. It doesn't feel good. And then to also see it and it's recorded and it's being played everywhere. Imagine being that man's family. So... And this is not even just one incident. I'm not just talking about George Floyd. You know, it's, it's been a lot of incidents, but that was the last one. So I want to remind people to, you know, have compassion. Have compassion on others. Don't be so hard because you don't understand. Take a step back and really, really take a step back and just realize and think about what a person could be going through or what a community is going through before you... Go to say your next comment of negativity against the black community before you, you know, do another racial slur. Think about it before you say it, man. Um, I can only tell you to think about it. I can't force you. But, you know, good things happen to people that do good things. You put out good energy, good energy come back to you. So, that was my message. You guys be awesome. Remember, keep some hope. Make some harmony. Make some things happen. If you won't change, be that change and it'll come. So there's no snow outside and there's a lot of germs outside. And I'm pretty sure that there's a lot of germs in your car right now. Um, and it's probably not your fault. I'm not saying that you're germy. Don't take it like that. All I'm saying is you need to get your car detailed. Get it clean, real good, like sparkling clean. Well, for the men, not sparkling, but make sure it's gleaming, you know, shiny or stuff. And it smells good. And what better way to do that by listening to this advertisement? Listen. Simply Clean Car Wash is a mobile car wash. He'll come to you. So look, 
if you're doing anything, which you're listening to the show right now, reach out to James Hunt on Facebook. Simply Clean Car Wash will come to you and your car be germ free. Why do you ride around on germs when you don't have to? So hit them up. Get your car clean. Reach out for Simply Clean Car Wash.